Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Alright, now the first section of Ezekiel deals with the judgment of God over the nation, which led to judgment or the invasion, the Babylonian invasion. And that episode was so traumatic that it forced the question upon the Israelites then that has God rejected Israel forever? It was so cataclysmic okay, that they were forced to grasp, grapple and wrestle with that question. And the second section of Ezekiel is, a, is an answer to that question. And so our text this morning forms a, a key part or a central part in the answer to that question. So turn your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 36, beginning in verse 24 to 28. And this is God's response to that question. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. So very clearly, the answer to that question is no. God had not abandoned Israel forever. In fact, 70 years from this time, that promise was fulfilled when Israel returned to Jerusalem and rebuilt the temple. And we can read that account in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. However, it's very clear from the prophecy that that wasn't just what this prophecy was talking about or promising. It was something larger. In fact, what we can see from this passage is a process of restoration. First, there was a return to Jerusalem. Second was a cleansing from sin. Then an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And then prosperity. We didn't read the prosperity verses anymore, but the verses and the passages that followed all had to do with prosperity. And yet, it's also very clear that that can't be all the prophecy was alluding to, in that Israel would return and become a nation again, the temple would be rebuilt, and that they would become wealthy. Because they had that before. And still, Israel chose to rebel constantly against God for generations, which again led to judgment. So it's very clear that Ezekiel was prophesying something entirely new in this passage. And at the center of the promise is a new heart. See, central to the identity of Israel was the presence of God, which set them apart from all the other nations. But it wasn't just the presence of God. It was supposedly their obedience to the law. And that's where Israel failed. God was with them. They were clearly distinct from all other nations. But they did not obey the law because in their hearts, again, while they were distinct, in their hearts, 
they always wanted to be like the other nations, which caused them to fall into idolatry over and over and over and over again. In fact, in verses 20-23, the three verses that, that preceded the, our passage, we didn't read it anymore, five times it says how Israel profaned the holy name of God among the nations. In other words, Israel was religious, but they were not righteous. In contrast, under the new covenant, the law, according to this promise, was no longer going to be written on stone, but written in our hearts. In the old covenant, the law was an external set of rules, but under the new covenant, it will be imprinted in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And not only will it be imprinted, we will be empowered okay, to fulfill the law or the new covenant of God. In other words, our hearts will be transformed. All our desires, our dreams, our, our, our aspirations, the, the orientation of our hearts will all be for Him. Our, our character will begin to reflect the nature of God. We will begin to desire Him. And not just desire Him, again, through the Holy Spirit, we will be empowered to obey the law. That's why Jesus likened it to being born again. It's like being born again with a new heart and a new spirit. In fact, the image that Ezekiel gives us in the following chapter is a valley of dead bones. That's us in our sin, a valley of dead bones. But then the Holy Spirit comes and breathes on the bones and brings them to life. That's a picture of what the new covenant does for us. In fact, that pattern of restoration in that passage is fulfilled in the new covenant. That return happens when we repent from our sins. We return to God. The cleansing from sin happened through the cross, through Jesus Christ, by paying for our sins and then offering us forgiveness. The indwelling of the Spirit happens as we receive the Holy Spirit. And again, it begins to transform our very hearts. And of course, the prosperity comes as we walk in the Spirit. We enjoy the blessings, the favors, and the goodness of God in our lives. So we're restored in our relationship to God through faith in the work of Jesus on the cross. And therefore, the new covenant replaced the old covenant, not by erasing what the old covenant said, but by making it better in Jesus Christ. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 to 34 says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity 
and I will remember their sin no more. We're about to enter into a new year. We're in the holiday season and this is, I cannot think of a better and greater gift from God than this. In that, through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, in ratifying the new covenant through His blood, we are now the new people of God with new hearts and a new spirit, desiring Him, all of God's things and the work of God, and being empowered to fulfill His rule and obey Him. Now, maybe you're wondering, well, what's our guarantee that all of this will come to pass or that all of this is true? Remember in verses 20 to 23, five times it says that Israel profaned the name of God among all the nations. Where it ends in verse 23 by God saying, through the new covenant, He will vindicate His name. Okay, And in verse 36 of chapter 36, He says, Then the nations that are left all around you shall know that I am the Lord. I have rebuilt the ruined places and replanted that which was desolate. I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. So again, what's our guarantee or assurance that God will do this? God's commitment to His own name. There is no higher name in all of creation than the name of God. God's commitment to His holiness, for that is how He will vindicate His holy name among the nations. And finally, His commitment to redeem all men and all nations. To the degree that God is committed to His name, his holiness, and to the nations, that is to the degree that we can be assured that if we put our faith in Christ, He will give us a new heart and a new spirit. That is certainly worth worshiping God again for this morning. So why don't we worship Him again before we close? One simple in one humble town Your glory Display your light shone down, Jesus, our Savior, Jesus, our King, Jesus, Messiah, salvation is here in one simple night, one humble town, your glory displayed your Jesus our Savior, Jesus our King, Jesus Messiah, salvation is here. Hosanna, Hosanna.
the king of kings. Okay, before you go and as you enjoy your holidays, allow me to bless you from the word of God. The Lord bless you and keep you and your families. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Enjoy your holidays, belated, wonderful, Merry Christmas, and have a victorious, prosperous, uh, presence-filled New Year. God bless you. Good morning. And again, Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages every weekday morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.